With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're now locked into the zone with Diamonds and Roses podcast, bringing you one step closer to Pacific Northwest and Southwest Canada baseball news, stories, and history. Proudly fueled by Baseballism, they're America's brand, Big League Chew, the official bubblegum of Diamonds and Roses podcast, and Devo Bat Company, professional wood grain bats for the love of the game. And now your hosts, Ben and Travis. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Diamonds and Roses podcast. As always, I am your host, Ben. And, you know, I say this every single time. We have a great episode for you today, but we have actually something very, very unique And uh, I wanted to bring it to you. And this is something that I I hope we could do on a quarterly basis because the following individuals that we have coming on are just awesome. And they do a lot, a lot in the baseball world and been some of the best people that I could like be working with. And if you don't know it yet, they are uh, those that are my sponsors. I, I really enjoy having them be a part of my podcast because they've got great companies, great organizations. And not only do they have that, but they have a lot of really, really good people like working for them. And everybody that I've spoken to within those communities within within these organizations are all devoted to the game of baseball. And you could literally just go and sit down and chat baseball for hours with these gentlemen. And so without further ado, I'd like to welcome, first of all, from Devo Bat Company, Chris Wright. Chris, how are you doing? Doing well, Ben. Great to be here. Um, thanks for having me on. Yeah. Hey, uh, thanks for joining, Chris. And I really, really appreciate Devo Bat Company uh, sponsoring the podcast. I love what you're doing with the bats. They're all wood grain bats. And uh, you're, you guys are now officially spinning your own bats, like with your own actual machine right that's true we got uh we got a cnc lathe about a year ago uh and the cupping machine um covid made it difficult to learn the machine a little bit um we're supposed to have a guy come out and then we were going to go back to pennsylvania where it's where they were made um so through a lot of um early mornings and late night zoom meetings um we got her figured out so we are rocking and rolling that's for sure yeah, and these are these are some really really good bats, you know. And you've, I've got a couple myself, um, and I know that you guys are doing a lot to get them out to the organization. So, Chris, I appreciate you being a sponsor of the podcast, and look forward to continuing our working relationship for the years to come, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. And next, we got another man, the myth, the legend, the man that'll take a pitch for you. He is the Roger Dorn of baseballism. Jonathan Loomis, how you doing, John? I'm great, man. Thanks for having me on. It's good to it's good to be with you guys again. So, John, so you know you you still play baseball yourself, right? I do. I in fact, yeah, and and, and I'm also a Devo bat user. I'm a huge fan. I've actually been using the bats for several years, 
And um, I actually got into Devo Bass before I even knew Chris. So, uh, um, yeah, it's a great product. And uh, I got another order I got to place here soon to, to, as the season's ramping up. But, yeah, I'm still playing. And it's, you know, time, time constraints make it hard. But, yeah, Sunday, Sunday league, I get out there and strap on the gear and catch some innings. Yeah, I remember the last time that we that I interviewed you, I I brought a bat in specifically for you that that Chris had shipped to my house, and I remember the look on your face when you saw it, and you're like, "Wow, you're just so like amazed I was by like blown how away. it looked." And just I was blown sang. away. It was such a great. It was a very kind, very very generous to do that, and I appreciate that. Yeah, and you guys, um, baseballism's got some really really uh, interesting stuff that they have going on and i want to i want to just quickly touch you have this um new uh brand that you're coming out with 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 baseballism and it's it revolves around dogs and um can you explain a little bit about what what you guys have going on with that yeah so the um baseballs and bow wow collection um it's something that you know travis had in mind a long time ago um and probably two years ago he envisioned uh you know taking america's pastime and you know america's favorite pet and kind of combining them together and he had worked on this collection and this concept for a while and and during COVID actually is when those designs a lot of those designs got made and the concept got curated um and then we partnered with a with a nonprofit and um are going to raise money to help uh you know housing and, and sheltering dogs that need it um, rescuing dogs. And so, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a win all around and we're excited to launch this. We think it's going to be popular and it, and it, and it, you know, honestly, it raises money for good costs. So that's why, uh, I'm so excited about it. And the team's really excited about it. Yeah. It's going to be a, a really excellent, um, element to add to the already awesome baseballism brand that, uh, you guys have. Um, but moving forward, um, what what are some of the things that we wanted to start doing? And, and I, you know, we had conversations, all of us had about this, is kind of shedding some and, and passing on some knowledge about kind of the base about baseball as a whole. And, you know, we came up with a, a topic for this particular episode and we'll have other further topics for uh, episodes down the road. But this one we really want I wanted to focus in on as our first what would I tell my 15 year old self about baseball? If I, you know, knowing what I know now, you know, what are, what's something that I tell or some things that I tell myself. And, you know, one of the, one of the first things I kind of like that came to my mind anyway, and I wanted to discuss it with, with the two, with two of you, and we're hoping to get Rob Nelson here to come on soon. But one of the things I wanted to discuss with you guys is what about the mental aspect of the game? Like, you know, I know that that's a big and important piece. And I think one of the things that like for me anyways, is what would I tell myself different about mentality? Cause I know I'd get upset pretty quick about any little thing when I was playing baseball and in high school and even prior to that. So I think one of the things I tell myself is just kind of calm down. It's just a game. Well, I know. So for me, and one of the things that we put on, cause I, I'm also a coach for a 14 U team and we kind of took something from uh, Nate Trossi um, called the 95-5. The 5% controls the 95% of your body. As long as you get your, if you can keep your mind right and stay out of your head, not just in baseball, but, you know, in life. And, and we still 
you know, we as coaches and we try to keep that mentality for ourselves as coaches, but we really try to instill that into, into our kids. And I think that had I had that mindset back when I played, the game would have been even more fun for me. Cause like this, I agree with you, you know, take things too seriously. Um, and then all of a sudden the game doesn't become as fun. And then, you know, one error creates another error, creates a strikeout, you know, and it just, and then you become a cancer in the dugout and all of that. Um, so I think that the mental part of the game, you know, and Trotsky talks about this too, it's the sixth tool. So scouts are all looking at, you know, on, on paper, it's all, can you run, hit, hit for power, speed, all that. But what's the mental game? And I think that's a big piece of what I missed out on as a player to make myself a better player, a better teammate. And had I, had I worked on that, I think I agree with you. I think the game would have been more fun and um, would have done some, a lot better things. Look, I, I feel like uh, a couple of things I did right uh, early. Um, I feel like I took the game from a more like I was competitive, highly competitive. I was, you know, high school, you know, trying to go maybe the next level. And I feel like I, I timed it correctly. And I realized when I needed to transition to more of a rec playing. Um, and so I did that maybe a, a step earlier than a lot of my peers did. And it was the right move because I knew um, my, where I was mentally was I was, I was kind of moving on from the game at that point. So that's one thing I kind of, I identify something that I feel like I did correctly, but to your question of what, you know, what could I have told myself is I would have maybe reinforced a couple key things. One is have a really short memory, right? This goes to what you guys, the mental aspect of the game, the strikeout, the error, um, whatever, whatever happened, you need to forget about it quickly because dwelling on it's going to going to lead to the next problem and chris you just mentioned this i mean the one air leads to another leads to the, to you being a cancer in the dugout there nothing could be more true than that so um that is a humongous thing that i would hammer home early on uh, and then you know i also i'll throw this out there when i was younger i wish i would have maybe taken the physical aspect a little bit more seriously um i probably i should have been doing I should have been stretching um, in a different way. I should have been taking arm health a little bit more seriously. Um, I, there was times where I, I kind of felt like it was invincible and um, I paid the price a few times. So look, those are the, those are the things. Um, take, make sure you're always taking your body seriously. I always think about Ichiro um, and how, you know, this guy played for a very long time and he was competitive at a very old age because he took, took his body health seriously. Um, and I think that was monstrous. So uh, that would be the other thing is you have a short memory, take your body, your physical health uh, seriously. Even if you feel young and vibrant and healthy, stretch, lift weights appropriately, do all those little things that adds up. In the end. Yeah, I remember <clears throat> Jerry Gatto, just going back to the mental aspect. I know Jerry Gatto always had his theory of believe in yourself. What do you guys think of that? Uh, believe in yourself. That's number one. I mean, it's hard. You can't really go to the next level unless, unless you have a lot of, unless you have confidence in yourself. I, I think that's, that's gotta be, that's the keystone and that's the foundation you build upon. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, there's, but you know, there's always that fine line of, um, confidence and arrogance, right? Um, when you get to that, when you cross that line into arrogance, then and now you got the cancer back in the dugout, right? And then nobody's rooting for you. 
So, you know, you, you gotta, go into that a little bit further, Chris, like confidence and arrogance, how you, how you would specifically define that. Cause you know, like you just said, you're still coaching. So how are you, how are you fi- defining confidence and arrogance in a player? Well, that's a great question. And I think it, I mean, it really varies between, well, no, it, it doesn't. So you can have the same player two of the same players with the same ability. Um, and I think the player that is, exudes the confidence is the one that um, shows up to practice on time, always ready, always dressed in the field, always cheering on his teammates. So not only do you have to have confidence in yourself, but you have to be surrounded by people that have confidence in you and vice versa. So once you become that guy that is only in it for himself, um, you know, doesn't pick up his teammates, you know, or maybe, maybe he's, maybe he's on the bump. And a guy makes an error instead of going, Hey man, it's all right. We got you. Don't, 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 don't sweat it. Or you got the guy on the mound. That's the pitcher. Go, Come on, man. So a lot of that has to do with body language too. Um, so I think when you get to the point where people don't want to be around you, I think you've crossed that line into arrogance. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. That that's uh, very helpful. And I, you know, I know that, you know, John got into talking about the fi- the physical aspect of it and taking things ser- more serious with stretching and and maybe even doing a little bit more on the, the working out aspect of it. Um, wh- can you? I mean, as a fifteen year old, you know, we're we're still young and developing our bodies, and we're still growing physically. Sometimes you don't want to do too much on 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 the weights aspect because you don't want to you know, ruin any of your muscles. You don't want to like do harmful yeah. things to your body. What do you guys say to that? Yeah, I, well, it's a, I think it's a really important call out. And that's part of the education is it, on this is um, it's not about how much you can power clean. You know, that's not what I'm talking about. It's, it's, you know, appropriate stretching and, and power, like uh, strengthening the stabilizing muscles, strengthening um, you know, the, the, the parts of your body that are going to help you be a better baseball player, you don't need big biceps. Right. And, and so it's not, it's not about that. And, um, you could do it with just power bands. You could do it with, with just, you know, very minimal weights at all. So it, it's more about the work ethic to say, look, I recognize that I can make myself better by doing, um, and working and dedicating my time to improving my body not not to you know compete in a in a in a weightlifting competition but rather to actually strengthen the part of your bodies that that are going to be they're going to help you on the field um and i'm really you know i I really get sensitive about arm health when i talk about this um i i i have not uh, it wasn't until later recently that i that i actually had like serious issues i tore a rotator uh, um a labrum in my shoulder um, and you know, I'm 30, that happened when I was 37 years old, but like, I, you know, there's kids who are 15 years old getting Tommy John surgery and we shouldn't be doing this. That's just, shouldn't be a thing. Um, and so you got to take your body physical health seriously. If you're going to take baseball seriously, um, I mean, you know, knowing when to say stop, knowing when not to, knowing when to rest, knowing how to stretch, knowing how to strengthen yourself, knowing what right nutrition looks like. Those are those are important. Some people take it seriously. A lot of players who are talented take it for granted. Um, and, and then they tap out, they, they top out quickly. So, you know, if you if you want to go to the next level and I'm next level could be high, you know, you know, high level high school play, or even, you know, collegiate play, like take your body seriously. 
and, and, and learn about what it means to be strong and healthy. Yeah. I like what you're saying about that, about the arm. And I think for me too, it, it just, sometimes it feels like there's a player, you know, especially like a pitcher or a catcher, for example, because, you know, catching, you got wear and tear on the knees and then the arm, but it just seems like a little bit of overuse. And and I'm not saying this in a bad way, but I just feel like overuse, meaning like you're, you're going from one, you know, playing high school ball to then playing, you know, summer ball to then playing fall ball to then playing with a travel team and, and doing all that. Do you feel like some of it could be um, just when you're playing all this time, you're just not, you're just overuse and not properly resting your bodies. Yeah, I, I do. I'll, I'll, I'll let want Chris to jump in on this too, because I know he's coaching, I think at the perfect age group for the, you know, to, to have an opinion on this, but I, I think, I think playing a lot of baseball is great. And, and, and I encourage people to do that. Um, but I also would highly encourage athletes to have, to be multi-sport athletes. So, um, I, you know, whatever it is, it, I, I'll fill in the blank. It could be basketball, soccer, football. Um, I, it's in your body and its flexibility and its ability to just to mature as an athlete is amplified when you're a multi-sport athlete. And so I would encourage people to, to take that seriously. Um, Hey, look, gymnastics and, and, um, ballet. I know I say that only somewhat, you know, not even, not even joking. Um, football players are doing that because it really teaches you something about your body. That's really helpful. Or you're a middle infielder and you're, you need the quick feet and you need the ability to, to move and, 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 you know, and have a great, a lot of awareness. I tell you the gymnastics and, and ballet are fabulous techniques to, to get there. And, and I say that to be provocative, but, but also, also seriously. So yeah, to your point, long-winded answer, curious what Chris has to say about it too. Yeah. So we do have multi-sport athletes on our team. Um, and we, same with, same with John, you know, we encourage that, um, because you are using, you're developing different muscles in different sports. So, um, you know, of course in, in football, you're trying to get bigger and stronger. Um, basketball uh you're trying to get you're trying to get leaner and more agile baseball is taking all of that into account so when you're working those muscles you know nine months out of the year um maybe even more depending on how many how much baseball how, how many other sports you play in the fall or in the spring summer um it just makes it just makes you a better athlete in general um one of the things that we do uh, and, and John touched on that. We do believe that we are, uh, at a very critical stage in the, in our kids' lives, as far as, um, what they're doing athletically. Um, so we, we make sure that we, and, and the other side of it is you also don't want to make it a job, right? So if they're, if they're playing sports year round and they play three seasons of baseball or two seasons of baseball, they never get a chance to be a kid. So at 14 years old, the last thing you want to do is burn somebody out, right? Um, as they get older, um, you know, we start toning down how many tournaments we go to and start targeting tournaments. Um, but you've got to give them some downtime. And that goes also to your point, Ben, where, you know, their body needs time to rest. Um, you know, because we got kids that play football. So if we're, if we're playing them all the way into August um, for tournament ball, 
they get in all of a sudden, you know, that those last two weeks of August or whatever, now they're running two days because they're all in high school playing football. Um, their body has to have a chance to rest, especially at this age. So, yeah. Um, you know, another topic we're going to touch on is nutrition. Um, man, I, I couldn't stress that one. I, I'll stress that one as much as I'll stress um, the arm care, the workouts, the stretching, all that stuff. Because you can do all that stuff. And if you have the right nutrition, you're not gaining anything. But we'll get to that. But yeah, downtime, critical. Absolutely. Go ahead and start talking about nutrition because, you know, that, that, that clearly is, a, is an important one. And I think, you know, whatever you could share from your perspective with nutrition would be awesome. Yeah, I guess, I mean, I guess we could kind of throw a little joke in here. I guess the first thing I would tell my 15 year old self is I'd hand him all the papers of all the workouts and all the training drills and all that stuff, give them to him and go, Hey, go make a million dollars. Um, but, uh, nutrition, like for me, um, and I, we've even got kids on our team. Um, hot Cheetos is the thing, right? Back in my day, it was top ramen and, um, you know, beefaroni, right? We didn't, we didn't focus on nutrition back then because we were invincible. Um, you know, lean and mean at 14, 15, 16, going into the high school years. And then, you know, even into college, because you're working so hard, you're, you're still fairly lean, but your body is not breaking down or it's, it's not getting the nutrients it needs to recover. So lots of fruits and vegetables. At this age, when you're working at such high levels, lots of pasta at that at that age, um, depending on what kind of sport you're in and how much you're trying to consume, um, you got to have those carbs. You got to have the electrolytes from, you know, from from you, the Gatorades aren't bad. They become bad in, you know, when they become too much consumption. Finding a nutrition plan that works for you because there's a million of them out there, and then start on one that sounds good and then modify it. I know for me. I have one that, that I try to stick to. I haven't done a very good job now uh, lately, but it worked for me. And um, I just modified it to my tastes and to my likes. Uh, and I feel, I feel way better now than I did five years ago. Yeah. I gotta agree. I used to eat, wish I used to eat more fruits and vegetables when I was younger. Cause I'd always get like calf cramps, like crazy, like after a game. And, you know, and then at night, wake up with like these crazy cramps in my legs. And I, I just hated that. And I remember some other players used to go through that. So definitely fruits and vegetables is definitely would be in a key to me. On the nutrition side, look, I, I am not a, I'm not a nutrition expert, but I, I could tell you, I regret how much soda I drank as a kid. Um, the sugar factor is really what comes to mind for me obviously like there's, there's a whole other side of nutrition about, you know, muscle building muscle and, and getting your proteins. Right. And, and to your point, the recovery factor and make sure you get the right kind of nutrition for that is huge. I just sugar is such an easy, um, an accessible thing. And it's look, I'm not demonizing sugar at all. In fact, I'm, I, I, <laughs> I it, eat my fair share of it, but it's at, at a young age, man, it, it's when you, when you can do something like cut out soda, or you know whatever that the vice is on the sugar side it's like taking a, a, a bag of rocks off your back um and it's I, I that's one that i go to and i just i could see a lot of kids are just so into it um and so i i'm sensitive about that one um it was a challenge for me to, to break myself of the you know the caffeine and sugar uh addiction that i had when i was younger um and it's, it's that, that's, you know, I go back actually, you know, to your very original question, Ben, like what would I, 
younger, what would I tell my 15 year old self? I'd be like, stop drinking two Pepsis a day. That would be a great start to improving your game probably. So yeah, it's, uh, it's an important one for sure. I definitely drank a lot of Mountain Dew, like liter bottle of Mountain Dew, like during the day. And I think you could even relate it to nowadays, like, you know, with the energy drinks that, you know, people a lot like, you know, I'm not knock knocking Rockstar and like uh, these energy drinks, but I mean, those have a lot of caffeine and a lot of sugar within itself. I can't imagine that they're, they're necessarily good for the body. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they are. Hey, I like a good pick me up every once in a while too, but to be real, it's about the reliance. It's like, yeah, having two a day is not good, right? It's like, can you stop this? And, um, and just getting good habits early, you know, that, that stuff adds up. It's just incremental good habits over time. And it, and it will affect you positively down the road too, even when you're done playing. So absolutely agree with you. I, I was uh, like you, Ben, I was a Mountain Dew guy, um, just cutting that stuff out. And, you know, getting your, getting your body right. Even, I mean, you don't have to, at, at, you know, at 15 years old, you don't have to be uh, super anal about it, but you definitely have to be cognizant of what you're putting in your body and um, on the good side and the bad side, for sure. One other thing I wanted to, I want to discuss about this is, you know, I think for me now and, and so on, it's like, I think it would have been a little bit more, up front with my coaching and discussed and talked about different things that I'd like to try. Um, maybe from, uh, you know, learn seeing, like, Hey, can you bring in somebody that could help teach me a little bit more about catching? Or I'd like to throw something other than a fastball and a, and maybe a slider for pitching. So maybe could you bring in somebody else that could teach me or if they know how to throw other pitches or, do different things and catching to teach me how to improve my game. Yeah. I know for me, for, for my 15 year old self, um, as far as what I had for coaching, that wouldn't have been an option. <laughs> Just not something that, that they'd have been like, Oh yeah, let's, let's gung ho that. Right. I think for me, what I would tell my 15 year old self in that regard is to go seek it out, go find it. You know, there's a lot of people around here that are in and everywhere that are doing a lot of hitting instruction and a lot of uh, throwing instruction, pitching, catching, all that kind of stuff, instruction. I don't know if that was such, such a prevalent thing when I was 15 because I wasn't looking for it. So that would be the, the biggest aspect of that. Knowing, knowing how your coach, your current coach is going to respond to that, I would recommend to my 15-year-old self that I don't do that. Cause it would just be a lot of running, <laughs> a lot of conditioning uh, would not have been received. Well, that would be what I would say is go find it. There's gotta be somebody out here, even though, you know, there wasn't the biggest, biggest of towns back in the day and baseball wasn't the biggest of things. I know that there had to have been people around here that were doing instruction. And that's what I would, that's what I would tell my 15 year old self to do. Go find it because it's not going to come to you and your coaches aren't going to give it to you. So you need to go out and fight it. That resonate, you know, guys, this resonates with me, actually, as the more we're talking, the more advice I would give myself uh, uh, as a younger person. But yeah, my specifically on hitting, I, I could tell you, Chris, I think you and I maybe have the same upbringing. I was caught, I was, I was, I was taught baseball at a young age by the dads, right? It was, and look, it's a volunteer sport, you know, coaching is a volunteer thing for the most part, especially the younger and the younger ages. And that's great. It's, and it should be. Um, but man, I, 
I was left to figure things so many things out by myself that I agree with you, Chris. I would have I would tell my my 15 year old self, go actively, go look for some help or you know go online. Nowadays, like heck, I mean, there's so many things you can access on online. But um, yeah, I would have more actively said, hey, I want to get some someone to help me work through some of these kinks and and not struggle and get frustrated and you know um, and not let it accumulate itself on itself. So yeah, I I agree. Um, be proactive about your instruction to the point where it's healthy. I mean, you don't want to. I'm not saying go spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on private lessons, but you can get other opinions like baseball is a very interesting sport and in that there's you know you can line up five hitting coaches and and you're going to get slight variations on some stuff and so and and I, what i'm learning is like they're not all wrong but some things work better for some other for some players and some people and so um uh, try try you know get a, a wider perspective on on instruction um and and if something's not working go feel free feel like you can go maybe uh, tap someone else and, and try something else but be open-minded um it's not a one-size-fits-all that's a great point and i know um with what chris shared and you know i get it like i i also you know came from a small town and like what you're saying it's it's pretty difficult that if you um want to go and get that advice you got to go talk to somebody else um and seek that information out yourself nowadays it's it's completely vastly different i mean you've got youtube and you've got more i think that i think some coaches are a little bit more accessible like outside of your area and i think that their their academies like chris was talking about earlier that focus on hitting catching pitching and fielding um and so there's a lot of those things that are available that weren't when when we were younger but realistically like we're we're not looking at that major of a time frame from when we were in high school to where kind of we're at right now and just within that amount of time how much the game of baseball has has changed from just the availability of everything which is pretty phenomenal yeah to jump back in i, I know you lost me so i don't know if, i don't know how far you got but um just the style of hitting um the mechanics of hitting today are exactly opposite of what we I, I should have been taught at 15 years old um john probably has, knows uh, the term squish the bug we uh that's how that's how we were taught to hit i mean there was no launch point there was no shifting of the hips there was none of that um so that's you know learning how to do that and taking your your hitting game to a level um that was far and away what it would have been back when, you know back when i was 15. Yeah. Oh yeah. I just remember it brings back memories. I remember on my uh, 13 year old all-star team, a coach just showed a picture of Mark Grace and said, get a power L like that, you know? And it was just like, and no instruction on how to do it. Just like your leg needs to look like that and squish the bug was absolutely used. So yeah, it was very just, uh, it was cobbled together based on what, what these dads knew, you know, and, and man, there's such a world, such a larger world of information out there that can really help these young players just get that just a little bit better um, and have a little bit more success. So yeah, that that's a big takeaway. So Chris, I want to I want to jump back to you because I want you know what would you? I mean, I know we've hit a, hit multiple subjects already in this conversation and, and time flying by, but 
Is there something that like outside of what we've talked about, is there something additionally that you think that you'd want to jump back in and, you know, just kind of relay to your younger self? Yeah. Um, and nobody really thinks that they're really acting this way when, when they're 15, but when they look back at 15 year old self and at my age, don't be a turd, man, you know, be, be, a, be a good person. Um, you know, there's, there's so much more cause you know, there's so much more to life um, and, and outside, especially, you know, from where I grew up in the tri cities, um, you know, we were in kind of in our own little world and um, you know, we didn't really see a whole lot of stuff, at least, you know, in, in my demographic, we didn't see a whole lot of stuff outside of the tri cities. Um, so don't, don't think that this is all there is. Um, you know, cause there, there was a point, you know, past 15, but I can think the thought process kind of started maybe around that age. Um, and I think a lot of kids maybe still to this day think that, um, that there's, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm going to go out and I'm going to, I'm going to do everything at a hundred miles an hour, hundred miles an hour with my hair on fire, reckless abandon. And, you know, I'm not going to live past 21 anyway, if I get there, um, so just take you know this all goes back to not just baseball but in life just take care of yourself uh, mentally and physically uh because you know i i didn't do that <laughs> at all um and to be able to know what i know now at 15 years old life would have would have maybe been different don't know not that i would necessarily want to be different from where i am now um, but the path that got me here uh, we definitely wanted that to be different. Um, so think more outside the box and more outside of, you know, your own little world. Um, cause we didn't have the internet back when I was 15. Um, and so we didn't really see a whole lot of anything outside of where we live and we didn't live in a big town. So just be cognizant of your surroundings and be cognizant of what you're doing to people and to yourself and be a better son. That's a big one. I think one thing that we can really take away from this conversation that we're having is, is that I, I, I hope, you know, for those coaches that are the dads, you know, like, like ourselves, cause all of us are dads um, and are out there coaching sports teams or, you know, participating in cub scouts or, or scouts or, or whatever it may be. Um, but just, think about like you were you were once that that little person and you know think of like the way that you handled things and think about the way that you wish that things were done differently and and maybe in you know include those changes in your programs whatever you're doing and i think that's that to me anyways i think is some of the biggest takeaways from or the biggest takeaway from what we can do now um where we're at yeah, guys, look, I, I agree. And as a father of a eight-year-old, you know, who's going down the path, he seems to like baseball, loves it. You know, he's playing it. I, um, everything we reflected on today is something that I, that as a, as a parent, I want to just try to teach those lessons in advance to, to this guy. So, um, yeah, this has been a helpful conversation for me and, um, it's all about passing down to the next generation, learn from your own experiences and then, and then pass down the positive knowledge down, uh, to the next generation. So I think that's a, that's a key theme. Um, and, and, and when applied to the baseball world, I think, 
you know, it, it, it'll make a, a better generation of, of next baseball players if we can do that. And a next generation of better men too. Through baseball or whether we do it through parenting or whatever, you know, having these conversations um, definitely helps you reflect on um, things that you can do, that you can do better as, you know, as a, as a coach in my perspective, but also as uh, a businessman um, and as a, as a father. I agree. And that's something, you know, I, I think it's a great call out. We, something with baseball is something that we try to do is carry that positive message through the, the, you know, the apparel and the messaging that we put out there is, is exactly trying to connect the positive aspects of baseball to the bigger things of life. And, and um, it, it really, with that intent of, you know, that I think their underlying current there is we want people to just have positive experiences and be better people through the lessons of that of baseball right and and i think that's a that's just a big takeaway yeah i think the lessons of baseball taught me a lot about myself as an individual but i think gave me the 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 mentality of listening like trying to be i know my mom and dad would be like oh you could be a <laughs> you could be a better listener but i really think it, it help me to focus in on like well what are what are my teammates saying to me because you know some people could be giving you advice or like how can I myself be a better teammate and, and work with these individuals because everybody comes from different walks of life um you know they may not be the best hitter on the team but they could be one of the better pitchers or they may not be um a, a gifted athlete and they may just be there like I was which was I was there to play the game and enjoy it and have fun and be part of something bigger than myself. But I think that translated into later life when I started working with organizations and, and then getting in the baseball community. And it's just how to be a team, how to work with one another and, and give back um, to something that you received and you were taught life lessons about. Yeah. I think if you can be, I mean, not even successful necessarily, you know, to at least what society considers successful in baseball, but if you can play at a level that you still love the game, um, it's a game of failure. I mean, look, if you if you can, if you're 27 years old and you can hit the ball three out of 10 times safely, you're a bazillionaire. So if you can play this game of failure, where you're going to fail. That just is what it is. If you can play it and love it, then you're automatically learning something from it. Um, and I think that's that's the biggest takeaway for me, you know, as an adult, um, what baseball teaches people or what teaches young, young guys, young girls, softball is the same way. Um, you know, it teaches these players to, and these kids to learn how to accept failure. Um, and if you can, if you can stay in that, in that mindset and still love this game, uh, you're, you've got a good chance. Yeah. And I got to say, you know, my, my son, he does, my youngest son doesn't play baseball, but he plays soccer. But one of the things is, is with the whole team effort, it's, you know, you know, he'd always talk about, well, we didn't win today. And I'm like, well, you know, what's important is, is that you got out there and you played and you worked really, really hard. And I think one of the things that I try to focus in on him with is, is like, you know, try to reiterate, like, you did, you know, you guys might not have won, but I was like, here's some of the, here's some of the things that you were doing cool, just amazing on. And I was so proud of you and what you did. And I think as a father reiterating, like 
to them and being positive about what they do, but also working with them to get better and improve on the areas where they may not be as successful. But you don't need to tell them that they're not being successful in that area. You just say, you know what, here's some things that we can work on and that you can improve on. Yeah, I agree 100%. That's one of the things that we that we always do after, you know, after a game, win or lose. Um, we talk about, you know, what went so what went well, what didn't go so well, you know, and we go around the circle, you know, how, you know, what do you think we need to improve on? What can you improve on? Um, you know, one of the other things that we say is, you know, what are your expectations for your teammates? And then, you know, they'll come up with some expectations and then turn around and say, okay, how can you meet that, that expectation to your teammates? Um, so, yeah, if, if you, if you just berate them the entire time, if they lose and you only tell them that they're the best team in the world, when they win, you're, um, your, your 15 year old self at 47 is not going to turn out so well. I got to say, I appreciate this conversation with the, the two of you. Um, and my thing is, is that, and I hope everybody hears this is that we're very, all of us are very similar. I mean, we, we all come from different lives and different upbringings, but we all have a really similar, um, process that we went through in ways and now we have the similar mentality on how kind of we're dealing with some of this stuff and what sports can do um for a person and i just want to say i really really appreciate this conversation because i gotta say it makes me feel a little bit better about myself yeah no i i feel the same way um it's good to reflect it's good to think back about you know, why baseball is positive, um, you know, what, what lessons learned from it, how it applies to the larger picture and how it brings people together. Uh, it's good to, to, to be part of this community and, um, you know, be grappling with, with challenging questions like what you brought forward today. So I've really enjoyed this time. Yeah. As have I. Thanks, ben. thanks for, uh, thanks for making me feel bad about myself for the next 10 minutes and try, try to go work on my nutrition. <laughs> hey man, in between you guys talking, I downed a Mountain Dew, you know, it's all yeah. good. <laughs> right on. Well, uh, Ben, I appreciate it. John, great to, great to hear from you. Great to see you. Um, yeah, you as well. You as well. Appreciate, appreciate everything that you guys have done for Devo, uh, Ben and John. Um, looking forward to keeping this going. Yeah, exactly. And uh, to hit uh, on this before we close out, um, you could definitely find our sponsors all throughout social media um, and on the internet. Uh, you can find baseball is at, at baseballism.com. That's B A S E B A L L I S M N S M.com. And you can find Devo Bats at D E V O. Is it Devo Bats or is it Devo.com? It's devobats.com. All right. Yeah. So devobats.com. Get your wood grain bat for baseball, softball, and get a fungo bat too. Because why else would you get a bat when you can get a fungo bat too? Because those are pretty cool. Our uh, are pretty sick. I'll tell you that. Yep. Yep. And they're throughout the major leagues too. So, um, but anyways, well, gentlemen, thank you so much. Uh, that'll do it for this episode of the Diamonds and Roses podcast. And as I said, we're looking to do these hopefully on a quarterly basis. So these gentlemen will be back soon. And hopefully we can get Rob Nelson from Big League Chew to join us. 
So with that said, you have a great day wherever you are at, and peace out.